Hey y'all, welcome back to another episode of Chapo's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapo. I'll be back with another episode. This episode is um, entitled, Why Are You Single? Why are you single? That dreaded question that we always ask all the time. But I found a few little articles, so I found a way to make it fun for uh, singles today. And um, we're going to, you know, just discuss that. But you know, as single people, we tend to cringe at the thought of social gatherings. I know I do, because uh, I know, and I'm sure you do, that someone will inevitably ask us that dreaded question, why are you single? You know, I mean, in all honesty, why people still think that's an appropriate question to ask somebody is beyond me. But, I mean, if we're honest, we usually get this question from people like, Family, you know, people who know us well, so I feel like they feel well. Of course, family's always gonna violate you, right? <laughs> they know everything about you, especially if they're like older than you and were there when you were born and watch you grow. And of course, like close friends or people that you may have not seen in a long time. So this could be like um, former classmates or coworkers or just somebody you're just catching up with. But in any way, it's just like it's it's bound to come up. Um. Yeah, I mean, again, the uncle, co-worker, friend, who awkwardly comes up to you at the holiday party, Thanksgiving, or the cookout, because you know some of them, completely forgets that you're a human being with human feelings, and shamelessly utter those five words, why are you single? And if you are a woman, and men, some men get it too, but women as well, especially if you're in spinsterhood like me, over 30 and single and um, never been married and don't have any children, <clears throat> you know, they just really think your life is over and they got to know just what the hell you're doing wrong or what I'm doing wrong to repel men. Apparently, that's the stigma that comes with it. So, um... <laughs> It's, um, I just be thinking of Bridget Jones, because I just watched that when I was a kid and released. I still do. Now I'm actually the age that she was around the time that uh, the movie came out, because when I was watching her, I was a teenager, I could already relate. You know, and those words just keep echoing through your ears when they ask you that. It's just, why are you single? Oh, I found the article with some answers we can give them, too, or some answers that people said they give back. Some of them are just basic, and some of them, you know... But we'll, we'll talk about that. And I've also found, well, I'll talk about what I found. I'll talk about what I found in a second. Let me just get through my intro spiel, and then we'll get to that. Um, you know, and of course, like, after they tell you or they ask you why, and after the, the ringing in your ears has stopped from the echoing from the questions, you know, those dreaded five words, they always kind of, kind of, like, follow it up with something like, because you're so awesome, or you're so great, or you're so pretty, or, you know, you know, you got a lot going on for yourself. In other words, again, like I said before, what, what in the hell are you doing wrong? What is it that you're doing that you're just so kryptonite-ish? To men that they just they just can't seem to get right, can't seem to hold on. So so he's gone again. You don't have another boyfriend. You're just again. All right, all right. What's wrong with you? And that certainly doesn't make it feel any better. I mean, <laughs> because you might have walked into the scene. You know you 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 know you you know when you get ready to go to the function or whatever to get together. So you didn't step it fresh. You already know the questions is coming, but at the same time you coming through because you know you if you have family you had some of them that just knew you was gonna be wasn't never gonna be nothing, but you probably about to do something. So you coming through with you stepping all fresh and all that. But it's like uh, once they ask you that question and then they followed up with something like that, it's, you start to you start to wonder about yourself. That all that confidence that you had before you left the house when you was in the mirror and you was over there putting all you know dressed to the nines and go show up and show out at the family thing. 
or the or the get together with the friends and stuff on uh, all that all that out the window because now you got to spend the rest of the evening looking at everybody else looking around the room and then you know your your uncle's still together they have been together like twenty your parents might still be you know <sighs> you know maybe your friends aren't married but they have kids maybe they're married with kids the point is you know you start to just start to fall into that spell that they try to cast on you it's like there's a scarlet letter associated with being single alone and just by yourself you know you know um and for those who are not familiar with like the scarlet list it's basically like a visible symbol of something you have done wrong and regretted or a stigma of a past mistake that that um you made that's just following you but for some reason it's almost like a mark and it's um after i believe a book or something named the scarlet letter where um, a woman cheated on her husband and had to wear red or something, but something was like a marker put on her. So that's where that term comes from that people just use it, but that's like, that's what it's like. And, um, it's almost as if everybody knows, even if they don't know you, that you, you know, just say you're single and there's just something wrong with you. It's just so glaring, you know, it's just like, it might as well just be tattooed on your forehead. It's just loud and it's everywhere. So, by the time you get asked this question for me at this family get-together, you know, you're, it just seems like, like I said, you was, you stepped out the house. You're like, you know, I'm going to come up. I'm going to tell them all the things that I've accomplished and I've I done. I got this new job, you know. I wrote this book or whatever, you know. I started this podcast thing, you know. Like, you get ready to just, because you know they're going to ask you stuff. But it's like, um, by the time that comes around and your answer to that question, when you answer to them is like, no, or I am still single, or I don't know, I haven't found anybody nice yet, all of a sudden it just seems like all your accomplishments um, and everything that you've um, done and is just null and void now. You know, like, like it never even like, happened or it doesn't, even, it doesn't even matter because he didn't put a ring on it. Or if you're a guy, you know, you didn't put a ring on her or she left or whatever the situation is. Right? Ain't that one, am I the only one that feels that way? But at the same time, as singles, we also know that there um, are benefits to being single. You know, um, you're free to do whatever you want and go wherever you want. You have no ties or relationships uh, that you're involved in, so there's no responsibilities. You can basically just live your left, best life um, without the approval of anyone but yourself. And while that may necessarily be the case, and it's true, you know, I wouldn't, I would not say that it's not true. We should know and understand, though, by um, humans are by nature social animals. You know, I think it was even um, Aristotle who said that human beings are social animals and therefore naturally seek the companionship of others as part of our well-being and just part of a, f- a fullness of life. I mean, heck, starting a family is supposed to be like you know, it's like the circle of life of the Lion King. It's all supposed to be some kind of fulfilling aspect of it. And it's all supposed to be rewarding. And some kind of aspect, and um, your legacy lives on. You know these things go on, but when you're single, though, now I want to talk about two different types of singles too. You know, you have single by choice. Um, somebody may have been came out of a serious relationship; they want to take a break. Um, maybe somebody just um decide they they are gonna wait for someone that they really like, and they just haven't found somebody yet. So it's like by choice, but at the same time, they're still open to a relationship. It's just that they haven't necessarily found somebody. So maybe there's three types, and then um. Nope, that's it. That's really the two types there. I'm right right there. There's those two. And I don't think, um, I don't know that this episode would necessarily apply to those who are absolutely completely, completely content to, uh, with being single. I mean, I made that choice and are fine with it. Because there is a time when you should experience that. Nobody should experience their entire life just rebounding and rebound. Even if you're not uh, dating the person, I mean, even if you're not in a relationship with the person or married to the person, there still should be a time, even if you're dating, that you should take 
um, a dating detox. Like I mentioned in a previous episode, we just take a break and be for self. It's great for everybody to do and healthy. Um, but with that being said, I'm talking about people who are maybe like me, who are single, and it is by choice because at the same time, we're holding out for something we don't want to settle. And also, because we know, we know our worth and value, and also we, we, know what we, we know what we bring to the table, you know, so to speak, so we're not afraid to eat alone, you know what I mean? And then at the same time, we haven't met anybody that we, or we have, but, you know, it just, just didn't work out for whatever reason. And also... Um, there's this thing that there's a part of us that's still open and willing to it had something comes along if something comes along but does it so um, I think that that one is the bittersweet one the bittersweet uh, single life because um, you're still enjoying the single benefits of all of it but you still at times um, entertain or kind of um, I mean even if it wasn't like a relationship but maybe just like something steady with somebody oh my god did I just say steady I haven't heard the term go steady or be steady since like watching sister, sister or like <laughs> family matters. You want to go steady with me? Or like Cosby show, Vanessa, you want to go steady with me? <laughs> and so, yeah, so that's my intro and I'm going to take a break. But when I come back, before I leave, I just want to let you know some of the um, topics. I mean, some of the articles that's pretty fun. I really want to, I want to discuss them all, but they're all entitled. Why are you single? God, come on, chappy. Where are your notes? Chapel girl. Here we go. So I'm coming back with um, 18 responses to why you are single. But I'm going to do that last. But this is by Brittany Wong on Huffington Post. I might as well just give the credits to people now. That way I can just jump into it later. Then we're going to take a quiz. Well, I'm going to take a quiz. I found it. It's on 17.com, y'all. Yes, you know, my little sister's over there. The two little young queens in training, Princess Hannah Ormstein and Princess Danielle Fox. Um, have a quiz. Why are you single? So I thought that I would just go through it and I'll let you know where the quiz is at in case you want to take it. I'll, I'll, I'll read the questions out loud and take it and show my embarrassing results. Share my embarrassing results. Then uh, we're going to go on to uh, why are you single? For, I told you they all start why are you single? <laughs> Except for 18 amazing responses. Four scientific answers to this question by Ina Williams on herway.net and also we will be discussing why are you single? based on your zodiac sign andrea davis um on thought catalog i just keep asking it like that because that's how it sounds to me like why but why all right take a break we'll be right back at shoppers corner and i think that um let's i'm gonna do the um why you single by your zodiac signs first because i just that was hilarious and i'm gonna let you know right now but i'll tell you after the break see you in a little bit shoppers corner All right, y'all, welcome back to Chapel's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapel, and we're back with an article by Andrea Davis on thoughtcatalog.com entitled, Here's Why You're Single Based on Your Zodiac Side. Oh, my goodness. Now, I'm going to say that, that, listen, you know I skipped down straight to my side, right? And I read what they said, and I was like, oh, my goodness. So I was I was insulted, and but at the same time, there was a hint of truth to it. But it, Actually, it was really the first line. Well, we're not going to do that. Mine's all the way at the bottom anyway. We're going to start with Aries. Aries, this why you single, based on your zodiac sign. As an Aries, you live life in the fast lane, and in return, you can't seem to find enough time for dating. You're always on the go, and you're always super busy. And although you aren't afraid to make the first move with someone new, you find it difficult to find time for that person. 
You like living life on your own rules, on your own time, and you have a hard time compromising that. Sometimes you're not only physically unavailable, but also emotionally unavailable mm, without even realizing it. Something to think about, Aries. Well, let me see. When you're talking about emotional unavailability, I mean, um, that is a big, I mean, like, I think that would be like, um, like if you had, like, if you needed like an ingredient to like successful relationship, I think emotional intelligence and emotional ability from both partners would be something that is not only healthy, but it's something that's um, required or necessary in order to sustain um, a, a healthy, loving relationship. So physically unavailable is one thing, because no matter what your sign is or whatever, but um, emotionally unavailable is something. If you're in Aries and you think that might be true, maybe that's something to look into. Taurus. As a Taurus, sometimes you're too picky for your own good. You could meet somebody with every quality you've ever desired in a romantic partner, but if they're not your type, you send them straight to the friend zone. Learn to stray away from your usual type. And don't be so quick to judge somebody. Give someone different than what you're used to a chance. You might be surprised that the type you glamorize isn't really your type after all. Hmm. Now, Taurus, one thing I will say is that that's absolutely true. Um, even for myself, sometimes it's amazing what you think you know you like and then amazing the things that you find out you like later. And I can say that about anything in life that you had no idea that you were even interested in, that you have never entertained. If it were not for certain stars aligning or, you know, um, maybe certain opportunities presenting themselves that you actually want to experience, not even intending to experience these things. So you'd be surprised. And also, there's that famous thing or that cliche saying order, but it's true, to um, to um, go outside of the box, so to speak. You don't want to necessarily just deal with things that are familiar all the time because just because something is familiar and, and is safe doesn't necessarily mean it's the best thing for you as good. It's just it's really like a safety blanket. Or like Lionel on Peanuts. I think that's the one that had the blanket that he wouldn't let go all the time. That's what it's really like. So you're not never ever really truly discovering yourself or or your boundaries and, and pushing those boundaries and limitations of yourself in relationships if you're constantly just sticking to um, the normal traditional things. And also, if you find, obviously, that by now those types that you're dating haven't produced anything fruitful or, or meaningful by now, it's a, it's a good sign or indicator that you might want to try something new. Gemini. As a Gemini, you are unpredictable with your feelings and mood swings. You change your mind at the drop of a hat, which makes it difficult to stay committed to one person at a time. It's mostly because you never know when your mind will change, and it can in an instant. You usually reserve your feelings and keep them locked away, making it hard for others to understand how you're really feeling. Keep in mind that being open and honest about who you are with others will only improve your relationships. People who are right for you will understand the way you are habitually and they'll accept you for exactly who you are. Hmm. Everybody knows Gemini. My older sister's a Gemini. Well, by the time I finally met my older brother and sister, who already knew that I existed and all that was, I was in like, oh, I can't really college. So my sister's a Gemini, which she's, 
She's my sister. I love her and her sister. She's in my oldest. They have ways. And, you know, my mother's, my friend's mother is a Gemini. And I know a few other Gemini. Geminis are very interesting people. But, and then, you know, they got the little sign with the two-faced thing. Yeah, that's how y'all are, though. And it is true that when we love you, those who do take the time to truly understand an old Gemini, if you just understand the way you are habitually, like they said, and just accept you, flaws and all, exactly the way you are. But um, very difficult. And hell, y'all crazy. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. But y'all find people. It's not that people don't mess with you all. It's just y'all is just something else. Y'all, y'all don't need anybody if y'all want to. And it's all about y'all, too, in a way. Y'all is so... Y'all, y'all got delusions of grandeur. Don't get me started. <laughs> Cancer. I'm probably just thinking about my sister and the other Geminis I know. Don't take it personal, y'all. Cancer. As a Cancer, you are compassionate by default. You are caring, and sometimes people take advantage of that. By being single, you have more time to focus on taking care of yourself and your own needs. It gives you more opportunities to put you and your own happiness first for once, since you never usually do. Once you're happy on your own, then you'll be able to make someone else happy too. Yeah, cancers are definitely compassionate. One of my uh, closest, my, like my first, second best friend in life was a cancer. July 7th. She has the same birthday as my nephew, actually. But, yeah, um, to be caring and um, good-hearted, like really good-hearted. And uh, actually, that's another reason why we were um, gelled so well, I guess, because we're both empaths as children, and we both are still empaths today. I recently... Um, so she's grown now. Yeah, we're all grown. She has three daughters, <laughs> all grown, tall, taller than her. But yeah, um, she and I, um, I guess we could almost be kindred spirits when it comes to that. So we both had to learn over the years how to just take care of ourselves first and um, put our own needs before others. And that being single at times and alone um, was more beneficial than anything else. But we still have that desire inside. Well, she's married now, too. What am I talking about? She's she she got got everything. She I'm I'm out here by myself. I'm the last of the Mohicans in my crew. The last one to have kids. Last one to get me. Last one. I don't, I don't even have a relationship. I we gonna because I hear like a small violin playing somewhere, and I do not want to go into that mood. So we're gonna go to Leo. Hey Leo, roar. That's my fake line roar, right? <laughs> I mean, I gotta gotta get out of here. I got things to do this morning. Leo. As a Leo, you're confident. Oh, shout out to my Leo sister. She's out and she lives in... Oh, God. Where she told me she at right now? She's in the Virgin Islands. I want to say St. Thomas. That's where she lives. She she went to the island a long time. It was Barbados, not St. Lucia. She's just living a life. She's coming to um, New York to visit in this fall. I, I didn't make any real moves this summer, but this fall, I'm definitely traveling. I'll be going to visit her there. And then... If everything goes well, I am planning a trip um, with a friend of mine. We're supposed to be going to Israel to do a tour thing because I want to go to the Jordan River and be baptized. So I'm praying on it. If it doesn't happen this fall, because there's a certain time of year you're supposed to go over there. Um, and I would like to personally visit a warmer climate when it's colder here. So hopefully that happens. If it doesn't happen, especially the, the Israel trip, it'll be early winter, like early next year into the, but it's going to happen. Pray, pray God. I mean, God willing that I live long enough, you know, things happen, but I mean, that's like my dream too. After I hit Israel <laughs> and walk the holy streets, you know what I'm saying? Oh, my Lord. Then I'll go plane hopping everywhere else, but I also want a place that I really want to see. And, um, 
the Lord seems to be making that about to be possible for me. Now, back to Leo, because I'm thinking about her, how she's coming to visit soon. As a Leo, you're confident, and you're confident can come across as cockiness. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. This is true about Leos. Now, one thing I just want to tell anybody who's cocky, because this doesn't have to necessarily be a Leo trait. Cockiness never look good on anybody, okay? Confidence look good. Cockiness is one thing, you know what I'm saying? And um, even the most people would, like, the most substantial, look at, look at Michael Jackson. I'm, I'm thinking about some big people like MJ or some people. A lot of the reasons why they're so, or Princess Diana, for, so to speak, they're, they're hot, damn, they was on top of the world, you know what I'm saying? Like, as far as, like, they're, um, how, how, shit, they was bigger than life, so to speak, okay? But there was always that, like, humble or humility, humility in them. That just kind of made them more human and just made them more personable and approachable and just more sincere and just more lovable kind of thing. Like, Michael was MJ. You know, he's a, one of the greatest or the greatest of all time, if you want to say, especially the king of pop and all that. And Princess Diana, I mean, I mean, you could say however you got, um, you know, there was Grace Kelly and there was a lot of princesses. But I mean, as far as the ones that you probably just remember and is practically martyred, it's her. And there's certain characteristics and attributes you remember and you just don't remember stuff like that. So all I'm simply saying is as far as living a legacy or a tree behind, especially maybe in a relationship, you know, because, um, you know, you are supposed to be the best representation of yourself in the beginning. So maybe cockiness could be something. So again, you're confident and can come across as cockiness. And sometimes you are way up on your high horse, which puts a strain on your love life. So basically, you're not an equal. You don't see yourself as equals. That's what that's automatically going to mean. That you that you're on a high horse. So if you're on a high horse, that means you're looking down at somebody. So you're superior while your partner is inferior, and they're not your equal, which means you don't walk side by side. They walk behind you, so to speak, or worship the you know the ground that you walk on. So this is the saying why you could potentially have. Um, and I don't know if this is true. I'm just sharing and breaking down my understanding from what they're saying. The truth is that you might still be single because you tend to think of yourself as the king or queen. And even if that's the case, that doesn't mean that other people automatically should bow down to you. There's a fine line between arrogance and confidence, right? Exactly. You take your pick of the two. Anybody who's confident, uh, I'm uh, too cocky. and not, I didn't say confident, but too cocky. But look, I wanted to say this. As a queen who is in her current queendom, you know, and I'm in the queendom, and I'm chilling, and I'm building, but at the same time, I'm always looking for my Boaz, or, you know, because I'm also Roof and all of that, and so I'm looking for a king as well. Now, my ideal king is one that I would not necessarily, now, of course, me, being all honesty, my sign, period, as a Sagittarius woman, it's very, very hard to tame us and get us, uh, you know, to be submissive and all that. But if you find someone who can lead ladies, who has a good head on their shoulders and they're, you know, like they, they, they are about seeing the team win and, you know, like um, they're more than everybody, everybody. they just the head of the realm, how they're supposed to be, the head. You're the neck, they're the head, so to speak. Then, yeah, of course, you, you give them the respect, due because every man deserves to feel like a man. And even though he is a king and I am a queen, he's at sometimes going to have to make me feel like I am um, a woman or I am queen. Which means, in other words, I shouldn't have to take off my crown and take a back seat to let him rule and just be queen by title but not queen by action. Or have him take off his crown, bow down to me and go take a back seat because now we're married and we didn't got to get... You know what I'm saying? It should be... Um, Hello, 
like uh, Beyonce and Jay-Z or some kind of power couple thing. You're just supposed to kind of, it's like a marriage. You got to get, put your alliances together. And now you got your little two kingdoms. You should be confident enough to let him lead. He should be confident enough to let um, you do you. And then together, corporately, you know, you put two together and it's just this great big thing. But if um, it is, that's the case that um, Leo, if it is the case that they're saying that you um, are overly you know, just cocky as hell, and that you just consider yourself as a king or queen, and not even a good one at that, because there's good kings, and there's good queens, and there's bad kings, and there's bad queens. I mean, everybody ran from King George or England and came over here. You understand what I'm saying? So technically, you're a bad king or queen. That's something to think about. Virgo. As a Virgo, you are quite the perfectionist. Lord, yes. I know a few. My mother's one. You know what you want and don't want from a relationship. Y'all are too picky. I, I, I mean, I didn't even finish this, but I'll continue and give you what I know from, from the ones that I know, okay? Which actually can be a very great thing. The good thing about being so aware is that you know what you don't want, but it makes it hard mm-hmm, to get to know people when you're overly critical about the little things. Ding, 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 Virgo, Virgo, Virgo. Keep in mind that your core values are important and that you deserve to be with someone who's on your level. Yes, that's the thing with y'all. And someone that's going to make you happy. But also keep in mind that what's going to make you happy might not come in a package that surprises you at first. The right person is going to enhance your life and won't be a distraction to your goals and careers. They'll fit in if you let them in. And that is the, Virgo. I'm going to tell you from what my experience, what I know of Virgo, especially a really good perfectionist type A. She, she the one told me what type A was when we was little girls. Type A and Type B. I was like, what is that? Well, I'm a Type A and everything. That means if it don't go right. And she's been a perfectionist. And then she, you know, but now that's what she drives her whole life by. That's the thing. That perfection thing. And y'all is the type that y'all end up being so popular and stuff. I, I, I always see, that's why some of you don't need to be worrying about if y'all not popular. If you are, because popularity is an okay thing. But you got to remember, the same way people watching you on the rise is the same way if you fall, you're going to have a public fall as well. So when she had a public fall, when she had one, you know, but she didn't experience it as, like that as, you know, in her life until, you know, after life got real, like after high school and after college and life gets real for people. Um, things change, and now the person that she's trying to date is like, they, I, she met this guy, and he was awesome, and he was even working when um, she got with him, but something happened, he lost his job, he was looking for other jobs, and he was in construction and stuff, but she was on a deadline and a time frame that she needed someone with something right now, not for his money, because like I said, she's very accomplished, she has a lot going on for herself, but at the same time, this guy was a great guy. I mean, like, family-orientated, his family's engaged with her, his, her family's engaged with his, I mean, like, you could see the support at her birthday party, homeboy was there with the whole family, y'all. Moms was up in the cut dancing. I mean, it was nice. I'm like, this is a good guy. This is a good guy. You know, like when you got your friends, you're to look out for them. Like, look, you ain't going to tell them what to do. But you're going to be like, this one? Yes. Check and hold on to that, you know. And then, of course, because things weren't as perfectly packaged as my Virgo friend would have liked it to be, she was just so determined to let it go. And it wasn't because she didn't care about it, but it was just the package so I know that the joke, God's going to have, his guy has a sense of humor. The person that she's going to get and fall in love with, that's going to be everything that she wanted and more, is not going to come in a package that she's expecting. Now, my mother is the same way. They're very, I don't know, that way. Um, I am not the package my mother expected. But you know what? I am the best thing that happened to her, damn it. But I didn't come in the package that she was expecting. We're going to go from that. But y'all are awesome people. That's the thing. It's just watch 
um, the overly critical things. It, the, it's not the things that you know that you don't want. It's just when things that you know that you want, don't be so fixated and stuck and so picky. Like they say, um, choosy lover. Yeah, don't be like that. Libra. Oh, shoot. My ex-best friend was Libra. Somewhere along the line, you decided that you are no longer worthy of true love. Maybe you were involved in a relationship that became toxic, toxic, and now you are unsure on how to be in a healthy relationship. You may have hurt somebody in the past or gotten hurt yourself. Whatever the case may be, you have grown from these experiences. You have matured immensely over the years, and it's time for you to see that in yourself. In fact, you are very worthy of true love, but only once you believe it yourself. Now, that was the problem with my homegirl as well. So um, I can only share from my experience of knowing one that I know to kind of drive up to a point. I think everything they said is pretty much self-explanatory. But from my understanding with that is just the pain from her. And um, but y'all are capable of loving. The problem that I see with my ex best friend was that she could not. She was unable to receive love. You see, sometimes you could love somebody and care about somebody, but as far as like receiving love and believing that you are worthy of love, I I believe that that was her problem. Um, yes, she grow and grew over the years and grew through experiences and matured immensely from the hell. She was giving me relationship advice. She was ahead of her time and stuff. Things that I didn't know what to do or, you know, and I would just take the advice and it would work for me. Or certain things that I wouldn't, hell, I probably wouldn't have made half the mistakes I made with my crush if I was still talking to her, but we're not friends anymore. We haven't been friends in a very long time. Long story short, now that you all are there at that point where you are who you want to be and you're that means you're secure enough to feel secure enough in a relationship you know what to do you know what not to do but you're not you're still not afraid to take that step because you're not afraid you're afraid to love not afraid to love but afraid to be loved something look into scorpio i love them I got two favorites. Actually, let me, I got RuPaul's Scorpio. That's my favorite. I got my favorite. I ain't going to say what the other favorite is. And I got a, a good friend, a homegirl. She's a Scorpio. Good people. Good people, man. You know, they don't talk about nobody. They, they're very clean with their stuff. You know, they're very encouraging and stuff. But they also always be, be mysterious as hell. And you don't really know what the hell be going on with them. But that's all right because they're good people and they're loyal to and stuff. That's what I know of them outside of relationships. Now, what the hell's wrong with y'all that y'all can't get to be in a relationship? Let me see. Scorpio. <laughs> As a Scorpio, you are a dreamer. You have big, big dreams. And being single means you are able to chase those dreams without having to worry about how another person fits into your fantasy. You are on the hunt to figure out exactly who you are. And it's a number one priority of yours, which is great. That's good. I mean, to... That's, that's something that a lot of people don't take the time to figure out in life. Right now, you aren't at all interested in finding the one. You're looking to find yourself first. So go do just that. Well, damn, damn it. Why they had to be the only motherfuckers on <laughs> Excuse my language. Why they got to be the only ones on this list, right? That seem to have their shit together. Everybody else got a problem. The only problem that they got is they trying to find themselves. I'm offended. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> nah, you know, there's a war. I'm, 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 uh, this year it's a war. This is, this is a Sagittarius versus Scorpio. Well, Sagittarius and Scorpio is cool. Don't get it twisted. What I'm simply saying is, 
I'm the, I, I swear it's between these two signs and then um, there's a, like another one. It's probably like the top three. But I swear every time I read something, I, I think the Scorpio Trump, I, I swear I'm like second. We second. But we going to see about that. Now, me, this is this one they start talking about my black ass. Use my language because I was offended. First of all, it's the second sentence. So, so listen out for the second sentence. As a Sagittarius, yes. No, 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 no. It's the first and the second sentence that got me going. Oh, boy. As a Sagittarius, you are somewhat of a know-it-all. You are very opinionated and sometimes struggle with believing others even when they're being sincere. How dare you? How dare you? First of all, no. Then, then I got mad when I read that because I was like, well, I got this podcast now and I think I'll be giving advice. Is that what they trying to say? So does that mean that I'm a know-it-all? I never claim to ever be a know-it-all. And y'all know that. I tell y'all all the time that this is my experiences and this is my personal preferences and this is my personal point of view. I ain't never told nobody that this is what y'all supposed to do. How dare they? <sighs> or maybe I feel guilty like that. I do think I'm a know-it-all. What's going on, Freud? I gotta... Listen. Then they said I'm very opinionated. I can accept that. I can accept that because I, that's what I think. I think more than anything, I'm an opinionated person before then I'm a know-it-all. So I will take the second sentence with a grain of salt. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll, I'll take 10 points off and take the rest of it. All right? And I do struggle with believing others. But that's only because I don't know if they are being sincere. And, you know, the problem is I'm finding out lately is a lot of sincere people kind of get um, unjustifiably categorized by me as being insincere when they are. But I learn, and, and when I'm wrong, I'm wrong, I say I'm wrong. Anyway, so because of this, it puts a strain on my love life at times, even people. Then it says, I'm hard to read, and when others feel neglected from me, they might assume that I don't care about them. Me, who's filled with love, don't just care. Ugh. I can see how that could happen. Because I, I want, damn it. Does this what happened to some of y'all when I read y'all's? Did y'all feel like, Y'all cringed at what I was reading, but then at the same time, there was a part of you that was like, listen, that like kind of had to check yourself and be like, you know it's true, girl, or homie, or whatever. You find it difficult to fully invest in someone. That's because you always have that little glimpse of doubt in the back of your mind, which prevents you from doing so. Oh, I just gonna pull all my business out there, and just like that. As a Sagittarius, you are somewhat of a know-it-all. You are very opinionated and sometimes struggle with believing others even when they're being sincere. And because of this, it puts a strain on your love life at times, even people. Damn! It puts a strain on people too? Damn! Why they couldn't say that I was trying to find myself like the Scorpio was? And I, ain't that what I'm really doing though? You've heard your heart to read. And good. And that's, and that's purposely. That's, that's very done. That's done intentionally, actually. I don't want nobody in my damn head because the ones that managed to get inside my head never had the right intentions. And when others feel neglected from you, they might assume that you don't care about them. I, do I neglect people? I fall off the face of the map at times. I don't do it intentionally, but I don't ever really explain myself, and it could be taken the wrong way. I find it fully difficult to fully invest in. Yeah, and then when I went all in, all, all in with my crush, it just got my face cracked. So forget all that. And then um, I'm always having though. I'm, you know, let me. You know, we are not here about me. There's more Capricorn. Yes. How dare I? Capricorns. I know there was something else. Like, can y'all move on? Cause you don't read yours twice. 
Hell, we ain't even get to my sign yet. All right, Capricorn, it's your turn. As a Capricorn, sometimes you come off as being selfish. You're ambitious, and you have a vision of your future in mind. It's difficult for you to explain that to others, and sometimes it leads to coming off as arrogant and one-sided. You feel strongly that there is a right way to do things and a wrong way, and usually your way is the right way. Sometimes you will try to force your opinions and ideas onto others because you believe so strongly that they are right. Remind yourself that there's more than one way to do anything and your own way might differ from somebody else's way, but that doesn't make your way better than theirs. Okay, so caps of capsicorns, capsicorns, it sounds to me that you all just need to learn on um compromise and sharing basically you can you can share your leadership traits and qualities with somebody else um basically it's not just that you can learn or others can learn from you so much that you can learn from others as well now that doesn't mean that you're narrow-minded it just means that if you think that your way is the best way and the only way then you're not necessarily being a team player now are you say in a relationship at work or at school in a group project or something like that but you're not being a team player because at that point you're not listening to anybody's input you're not taking anything else into consideration as a matter of fact you're overpowering their request needs um and feedback to kind of just bulldoze your way down with your own um thing because uh so to me also that's kind of like a bully in a sense um but you mean well that's the thing but sometimes we doing things and we mean well and we don't understand you know the effects or the other um um ways it's affecting our lives and others so to me it just See, it says sometimes it leads to coming off as arrogant and one-sided. See, one-sided would mean that you don't, you're not open to other people's um, views and opinions. And that can hurt a relationship because um, if someone's trying to say, well, this is what I felt went wrong and I felt that you did it wrong and that we could have did it like this or went about it this way, but you feel like, no, what I did was right way, the only way and the only one that made sense. Well, you could see how a lot of these arguments or, 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 or conversations, which is significant, are the collision to something. So it just says... Um, just to remind yourself, there's more than one way to do anything. I always say that. I love the saying there's more than one way to skin a cat because it's true. That's why they say you can only get killed, um, kill, what is it, kill two birds with one stone. You, you could do it. Um, just be open-minded. Sometimes if you want to practice being open-minded with somebody whose views or ideas or something, you know, that you feel this situation might apply to, sometimes you could just, just listen. Just listen more and try to put yourself in the person's shoes. It take practice. Aquarius. Oh, hell no. Y'all crazy as hell. Good friends that are course, they're good people, they're loyal too. They keep a bag too. They are very ambitious. They're good. But they're humanitarians from what I know. This is what I know about them outside of relationships. Um, but they just dead. I don't know, something's wrong with them inside. But we'll see what they say. Cause um, as far as I'm concerned, almost everyone that I know got relationship trauma, um, is single by choice excessively just weird about it and so let me see why that is as an Aquarius you are spontaneous and wildly impulsive you have a multi-dimensional personality and there are many different sides to who you really are that's the other problem with them they might as well be schizo and sometimes this makes it hard to focus on one thing or one person at a time you're someone who enjoys having freedom and you find that you feel super restricted when you have I know my first girl, she was a correctional officer. She just recently retired. Shout out to my own world, my big sister. Now, she 
was engaged for like four or five years. And I'm just, you know, y'all can't be doing that. I knew she had a marriage issue because she was married before and she got engaged again. But the thing went crazy and, and something happened and, and, and they divorced. And then also the guy remarried, but she never really got over him. So she finally met somebody, but she kept talking about the thing. And she, there's a certain things that people didn't heal. So she kept pushing off the date. It wasn't him, it wasn't her. Do you know what happened to her? Ended up meeting somebody and having enough um, cheating during their engagement. Um, I mean, they was engaged for like six, seven years. No lie. Like, literally, for too, in my opinion, too long. It had nothing to do with saving up for money. It had nothing to do with that. It just happened to do with some people. It's just, um, like she, like it just said right here, enjoy their freedom and probably was just still traumatized and felt restricted and just kept procrastinating. And he married somebody else, and now they go to the same church that she go to. And that's how that goes sometimes with them. They end up doing some weird, nutty stuff in their relationship. They almost end up forcing the person. I'm just telling you from what I know from the ones that I know. I don't know you, sister or brother Aquarius, who listening to me. Um, but that's my understanding. It's like they'll do something that just ends up getting to the point that you almost practically putting your significant other between a rock and a hard place because you so... Can't be, can't be figured out. It's too many sides to you. Nobody knows who you are. You want to be here, but you don't want to be. I, my other Aquarius friend, co-worker that I used to work with at, the, at JFK International Airport, he used to be flying back and forth from Seattle to New York because he had um, he was getting ready to go um, try out for the FBI. He wanted to be the FBI in Seattle, but you had to have residency. Before he could apply, you had to have residency there. And he was also going to transfer his um, job from over here in New York over there. Long story short, he got his apartment. He was going back and forth. His girlfriend, who was in the military, she was going to go be living with him over there, too. Long story short, there were times when he would just be with him. He'd come in and he'd be like, oh, he's like, oh, if my girlfriend called, tell her I'm busy. He's like, I got her blocked on the phone. He's an Aquarius male. What? 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 We are the whole we the whole crew like why <laughs> again again sometimes hey like, yeah, you know she getting on my nerves he's like uh, uh, look we just moved in there he's like she has a car there there's food in the fridge she has money you know what I'm saying she she can decorate the apartment that's what she likes to do she'll be all right they're weird like that like they want to be in a relationship he, he's providing for her he's taking care of her but at the same time half the time he like his freedom so he do shit while he in a relationship like he's single y'all do that that's just a fact okay and so Guess what happened? Turns out she ended up leaving him to be with um, somebody else that she, and no, I guess she met in the army that she ended up getting married to. Fast forward a year later, he's like, she left me. And not only that, the only thing she took from him was that he was really good in the stock market. He's like, yeah, now she took all the stuff that I learned her and trained her in the stock market, and her and this guy's making all this money now. <laughs> Guess what? She done messed it up for me. I'm trying to get me some tidbits. I'm a good, I'm good people, man. Like I, I see a lot of people that mess it up for me. By the time I get the people and they got enough shit to put in, pour it into all the wrong people that done abuse stuff that I'm in not in a position. But then he also eventually just told me the truth is that um it's really not what it used to be. And just um if you're not doing it right, it doesn't work. So we found other ways for me to like invest my money. You know, like, like he did give me financial education though. So and I'm still going through and learning because that's just one thing I want to have my financial freedom. But y'all was weird as hell. Then I'm gonna tell you about this guy that I was dating. He was awesome too. And he was a producer. He was great. I I really liked him. Um, I started dating him shortly, about maybe a year after I broke up with my long first serious relationship after college. And um, his this situation is a little bit weird though, but it still was a trauma in our relationship. He was talking to this girl, and she went to go to Freak Nick with her friends down in Georgia. I don't even know if they still do that. This was so many years ago. You talking about like early two thousands, and. He said, because he was like, what you going with the freak thing with the girls? How about you stay with me and we'll make it a whole weekend. Stay up, stay up here in New York with me. We're going to go here, go there. This supposed to go to Six Flags, all this stuff, right? He said, let me just go home, change my clothes, grab some money or whatever, and I'm going to come back and pick you up. So he went home and came back. Her father said that she left. 
why am I telling this story? I, I got to get to Pisces and all this stuff. But father said that she left and that um, she went with the friends. So he was like, damn, that's the shame. You're going to tell me you're going to stay, but then go. So he said, whatever. A few days later, the friends are calling up saying that they can't find her. Okay, so now they're calling around all the hospitals in um, Georgia trying to figure out where this girl could be at. And they can't find her. And apparently she ended up being a Jane Doe. Some guy put something in her drink. And then she had got um, raped by three guys and stuff. And so they all ran down there, him the father. They got the girls. And, of course, he stayed there until she got better. But at the same time, he said psychologically and after that, like, he couldn't just be with her anymore because of the whole situation. I was like, oh, my God. I didn't want to say he was an asshole, but I was like, he said he couldn't because the three. I was like, look, look, I'll just tell you. So now when it came to... Potentially having a relationship after he's like that one after that just messed me up. I just don't want to do relationships. I just this don't want to be home. I'm, and I'm just like I haven't seen one yet. That and I love them all as far as like good people. Like the guy that I was dating, he was good. He's a good friend of mine. I don't talk to him anymore, but I, I, it ended well and clean. But like mature adults do. My good friend is still my good friend. He's just weird as hell. And my big sister, she just look at her now. She ain't got nobody. So you know sometimes you all gotta look at that. But at the same time, I don't think the Aquarius gives a fuck. Excuse my language about being single though. I don't think it's a problem for them. So, with that being said, we're going to finish off with the Pisces, because that's the last one. Pisces, that's why you sing. <clears throat> As a Pisces, you live or thrive off being selfless. You love making other people happy. All right, that's very cool. And your selflessness is a curse and a blessing, like mine's. But it's, I thought, mine's more like loyalty, which is a, a blessing and a gift and a curse. You enjoy being single because being single means you can focus on growing as a person and putting your energy into your own needs and ideas. You don't have to worry about someone taking your advantage, uh, advantage of your kindness. But you're a smart, selfless person. There's nothing wrong with you, you and the other one, Scorpio. That's uh, healthy. It says that you enjoy being single, though, because it means you can focus on growing as a person and putting your energy into your own needs and ideas, and you don't have to worry about someone taking advantage of your kindness. You thrive off being self. There ain't nothing to explain there. All right, and that's that. So whew, we did that. And then when we come back, what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to take the quiz because I'm dying to know why I'm sick. I mean, they told me by my sign. They got a lot of nerve. They just made me feel like I was a flawed and all. Somebody's supposed to love me further than all. Oh, I got to get back to my notes to figure out what I'm going to do next. What, what do we knock off this list of articles? Oh, only one. Oh, two. Yeah, we're going to come back and I'm going to do the quiz. Why are you single? By the two young queens in training, Hannah Orenstein and Danielle Fox on 17.com. Be back after the break. Chapel's coming. Chapo. Chop it up. Chop, chop. Hey y'all, welcome back to Chapo's Corner. It's your host, Fire Chapo, and we are here with the two young queens and trainer Hannah Ormanstein and Danielle Fox, 17.com quiz. Why are you single? Then it says, Not that it matters, but if you really want to know, dot, 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 and I do. So it says, first things first, there's absolutely nothing wrong with being single. No bae, no problem, right? But if you feel stuck wondering how to get a boyfriend or girlfriend, take this quiz to figure out the real reason you haven't found your match. All right, cool. So it says, when's the last time you text someone first? Whew, let's see. Let's see, it said two seconds ago, and I don't know if they'll, an- if, um, if they'll answer back, if I'll double text. And the other one says, I don't know, I'm a horrible texter. Well, since I haven't really texted two seconds ago, and I think I'll just say two seconds ago. Shit. Okay, now, it says, 
Who do you go to? Oh, wait a minute. No, I could actually say that because I am a horrible tester. Damn it, now. Can we refresh? Ah, shit. No, I don't think. You know, we're just going to stick with this. Next time, we just pick the right answer the first time. Who do you go to for relationship advice? Your favorite group chat because you need multiple viewpoints. Your bestie because she always keeps your secrets. My favorite girl, I got a bestie. <clears throat> My best friend is a dog. Now, let's see. If you get extra tickets to a concert, you invite... I wouldn't invite my crush, but you'd probably be too damn busy. Oh, damn. Damn, they got the percentages at the people who did this. I feel like a loser. Your crush just followed you on Instagram. So you... Uh, it says, follow them, follow them back right away and like their most recent pic. Wait a few minutes and then follow back. I guess I follow them right. I'm, not just, I'm just gonna answer this honestly. Damn, I'm in a small margin of people. If you want to hear from your crush, you send them a flirty text. Don't do anything about it, you'll see them eventually. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Don't. Do anything about it, you'll see. Well, I don't know about C, but I feel like I might will get a text eventually. Oh, if I want to hit, do I send? I'll just say that and just, yes, I send them a flirty text, damn it. I'll hit that. That's the answer. Oh. Oh, man. All right. You realize you and your crush are in the same English class. You, oh, they are just so high school here, but it's cute. I'll just take the quiz just for fun. Wave hello and find a seat next to your bestie. Sit next to them and ask about their... Nope, I would just wave and find a seat next to anybody in the classroom because I don't have no bestie. If the person of your dreams asks you to be in a relationship starting today, what would I say? Sure, life's about taking chances or it depends what... To figure out first if you actually click. Yeah, I don't know. I think everybody know the answer to that. Yeah, 54% said uh, yes to that. Now let's see. What do you do when you see that hot soccer player who scored yesterday's winning goal? Congratulate them on the good game, but don't push the conversation further. And the other option was pick them for your team in my gym class. But I put congratulate them on the good game. When it comes to your relationship, you consider yourself experience you've been in a relationship before or a sort of experience you've hung out with some crushes before but nothing ever came serious experience i've been in relationships before damn 79 percent of people said sort of experience you've hung out with crushes oh well they're teenagers fire what the hell <laughs> i guess it would only make sense right that only says it, that there better be 79 percent. but damn 21 of them been in a relationship 21 percent is that's okay how long is this quiz I was just eager to see what my results are and kind of embarrassed to read them out loud on the air. When you're crushing hard on someone new, you tell them, oh gosh, why sit around waiting for them to make the first move? <sighs> the other option is it's a big deal. You hardly ever go Google-eyed for anyone. Well, let's just go with what I did recently. I tell them, why sit around waiting for them to make the first move? Only 13% of people did that. See, I ain't never doing that again. Your older sister takes you to a party while you're visiting her at college. And a cutie catches your eye. Hang out with your sister and forget about him. You came here to be with her after all. That's my answer. And the other one is flirt. What's the harm? But I would be with my sister. This time place for everything. Ooh, there's a lot of questions here. Oh, no. You know what? 
How dateable are the people at your school? I might I might have really just bit off more than I do with this quiz. Uh, I'm gonna say not at all, cause I ain't in cause I ain't in high school. It says, "What do you write in your crushes yearbook?" I don't know, but if he still have it, I told him that he gotta write it in my yearbooks as well. So I don't know. A flirt, you know that my phone number. Hey boo, call me. How do you feel about being single? Hmm. It bums me out. You're a social butterfly. You're happiest when your life is filled with people. Sometimes it gets you down, but you haven't met anyone worth starting a relationship with recently. That's what I'm going to fix. Sometimes it gets me down. You have plans to hang out with your bestie on Friday night, but your crush calls you. Well, since I don't have no bestie, I'll say yes, because my non-existent best friend would understand. The hardest part about having a crush is deciding if you know. Your friends don't think... Your crush is, crush is that great at all. Hmm. Deciding if you should actually pursue a relationship. I guess that's the answer. Uh, get, come on now. <sighs> Trying to figure out if your trust likes you back. Ask them. <sighs> I have not asked him that. I don't know what he feels. This is just so damn guarded. Hmm. I'm asking them to hang out and see where it goes. Lots of spontaneous adventures together. Effortless communication. Not that fun. And I'm just going to answer the rest of these because, hold on, how many more questions? Ooh, but they, they, they're thorough. I like that you're thorough, ladies. There's nothing wrong with that. I think, I, I think that's the end of it. Now, where do I click to get the results? Oh, my. Um, Houston, we have a problem. Did my page... Hell no. <laughs> uh-uh. I don't see a click for the next page. Oh, child. So I just went through all of this for no reason. That's all right. No, it's not all right. Because I'm dying to know. Ladies, y'all tricked me. Ah. All right, I'm going to keep going. Oh. Oh. <laughs> if you answered mostly with the first column... Oh, boy. And then they have, if you answered mostly with the second column. All right, cool. So let me go see which one I mostly answered with. I know my girls weren't going to play me out like that. I'm just old enough, can't figure nothing out. Damn. I'm sorry, guys. I'm just trying. I forgot that I was recording. <laughs> I, was, I was trying to see. Um, let me see. Um, I think I got mostly on the left. So it says if you answered with the first column, which is the left column, it says some people can't keep up with your bold spirit, and that's their problem, not yours. Amazing opportunities come to you because you rarely back away from what you want, and your boldness will weed out any crushes who can't commit to the adventure. Find someone who matches your um, fervor for life, or consider a shyer soul who will appreciate your take-charge attitude. Yay! All right, all right. And then it said if I, if I had answered... In the second column, you just haven't met the right person yet. When you meet someone who makes you light up, you'll know. Until then, there's no point in stressing out. You might just be a little shy around strangers, but it's worth making an effort to meet new people and get to know people uh, you already know a little bit better. 
don't worry if it takes some time. The best things in life are worth waiting for. And I totally agree with that. Oh, all right. So that was that. And um, so we figured out what my problem is. I'm just too bold. So I told you, I just that's, that's what I said. That's what I said when I was talking about in that episode when I was talking about how I played myself talking to my crush. I said I didn't regret anything I said. If anything, I thought it was well said because I thought I said it greatly. And I also said that I was raw and I was me and I was, I was, I was, I was fire, which means bold. Pretty much on your face. And uh, I guess that's um, their problem, like they said, not mine's. But, um, yeah, I tried to go after what I want. I told him something about that, too, and I tried not to back down. I don't know. This this kind of, this, this, um, this was a little uh, bruising to the, I wouldn't say the ego or whatever, but, the, you know, it's okay. It's just one little setback. You just keep going after all the things you ever want, like when I opened that jar of pickles and when I fought UrbanDictionary.com. And on, on that note, we're going to take a break, and when I'm coming back, we're going to discuss... The four scientific answers to the question is, why are you single? And I think I'm just going to conclude in the same segment some um, amazing responses to why you're single, and then we're going to close out. Okay, so we'll be back after the break. See you after the break. Chapa score. Hey, y'all, we're back from break. It's your host, Fire Chopper. We're back here on Chopper's Corner. I'm here with the article from um, Ina Williams on herway.net entitled, Why Are You Single? Four Scientifics to This Answer, to This Question. Now, when I first saw the title, I had to click it because I thought it was so funny. I said, they got scientific answers now. But when I read it, it kind of made sense. So I thought I'd share it with you all. And um, this is addressed to ladies. It says, you're a single lady. And you don't know why. It's really confusing to read someone's mind and to see if he likes you. It's hard to date as well. You feel like your whole life is full of disappointments, but don't worry. Don't put yourself down and don't be depressed. That's no reason to be sad at all. It's always better to stay single than to force yourself into something that won't work. And scientists have also proven that single people have better lives. So maybe you should reconsider your wish to be in a relationship. In case you don't know why you are single and still crave for a boyfriend, Maybe science can help you. There are some scientific reasons your relationship status is the way it is, and here they are. Number one reason is your parents. So it says that the relationship that you have with your parents can affect any other relationship in your life. The way you are attached to your parents will be the way you attach to anyone else. If your parents made you feel secure and loved, then you will grow up being comfortable with intimacy. That will make your love life easier. Um, you will have no problem being attached to another person and you will feel comfortable in his company. In case you have an insecure attachment style, then you might be more likely to stay single. This is uh, the kind of attachment that results in you not needing romance in your life in order to feel fulfilled. You might be satisfied with your life the way it is and with the intimacy you have with your friends. You wish to be in a relationship may not only exist because of envy not needs or your wish to be in a relationship might only exist because of envy only but not needs ask yourself do i envy other people because they're in a relationship or do i have a need to be in one and express myself romantically the answer just might surprise you reason number two or scientific reason number two is your genes your serotonin the hormone of happiness genes could be the reasons why you're single People have different serotonin genes, which means they have different needs and ways of expressing their happiness. Those with lower serotonin levels have a lower sexual desire 
and are more aggressive. Therefore, you might be a person who gives off sexual vibes, who doesn't give off sexual vibes. Hmm. Sometimes your vibe is what repulses people. If you don't look approachable, guys will think you're already in a relationship and don't even consider asking you out on a date. Sometimes your vibes speak louder than words. If you really want to be in a relationship, work on being happier. Happy people are always more attractive. That's absolutely true. And their vibe is much more appealing. And so is the smiling face. I was saying in an episode, I can't remember which one it was, that the resting bitch face, first of all, it was, um, that's actually a serial killer, um, uh, sadistic stare. It's a serial killer stare. That's what it is. Okay. Um, they say it's because it's about wrinkles and, you know, they don't want to have wrinkles and all of that, but I don't know how, um, staring and just looking mean all the time and just sitting there in pictures and just making this face, like you look like a million bucks, but your face looks like you wish you wasn't here kind of thing. Cause you're sitting there trying to do this, like, uh, I don't know, the duck lip thing. I don't know. It's all the same to me, but, um, it says work on looking happier or being happier. <clears throat> now, reason number three, I never heard of this. Alexithemia. Alexithemia is defined as a difficulty of identifying with emotions. So maybe you're not emotionally intelligent or you're just emotionally detached. So a lot of people are. They say it is a condition that occurs in approximately 10% of the population. People with this condition can be characterized as not being so empathetic to others. They don't understand their own feelings and needs. So they can't really understand others's. This condition creates interpersonal problems because these individuals avoid emotional close relationships. In case they form a relationship, they usually position themselves as the dependent and dominant partner. This way, a relationship will only be superficial and end quickly. If you think that you belong to this 10% of the population, you should talk to your professional. Oh boy. Or you should talk to a professional. It won't hurt to know if you need to work on understanding your emotions or not. Yeah, emotional intelligence is a big major component. So if you're that, you know, if you want a relationship and you see that maybe you're not um, being able to somehow, maybe you already noticed that about yourself. That That's something you might want to look into, especially if you want to um, be in a relationship, a happy one. Maybe you might want to um, call a professional. Maybe you could just look up some things online. You know, some everything doesn't have to be professionally, uh, you know, you don't have to put money in somebody's pockets all the time to fix yourself. Your subconscious mind is the fourth and last scientific reason. Ina Williams says your conscious might be telling you that you want to be in a relationship. It might feel like you need someone next to you and yet you keep pushing guys away? Question mark. Maybe you are neglecting your subconscious. Maybe you are happy with your life the way it is. Maybe you like being single and, want, and don't want to admit it. Well, I think the person who likes being single would admit it. And maybe the one who is single, who is happy being single and doesn't admit it, isn't really happy. They say you tell yourself that being in a relationship is the only way you will be happy. But well, for me, I don't really necessarily look at being in a relationship as something that will make me happy. I'm not that foolish. Like, I, everybody's seen the pursuit of happiness. He told you, he said, he said, this, this right here, this moment, you know, he was walking out and he had the tears in his eyes, like, ooh, and, and he was walking in the sea of people. Yeah, that, that moment, it was a moment. It, you know, happiness is fleeting, everyone. You know what I mean? What you do, you find balance in things. You should never look at one man or woman or a situation or your child or a job. You know, you should never just find your happiness in one whole thing because if that person goes or the job fails or, you know, you, you it's in your image and your image somehow something happens, God forbid you're in a horrific accident, God forbid. You know what I'm saying? Like, then what are you going to have? You know what I'm saying? So happiness is something that's supposed to just come from within. But I don't necessarily look at I want to be in a relationship to be happy or say that I'm, because I feel like I am happy. I'm happier than I've been in my life. But at the same time, you know, there are certain stages in your life where you probably wish you had more companionship or something. And it doesn't necessarily have to do with wanting to be happy. So, um, 
it goes on to say, what if you are already happy and don't even know that? You are not aware of how good your life is right now and you think you'll only be satisfied with having a boyfriend. This kind of thinking might occur if your friend has a new boyfriend and you keep seeing how she is with him. You envy your friend a little bit and you want to be happy um, as they are right now. But deep down inside, you know you don't really need a boyfriend to be happy. And that is the end of the article by Ina Williams. And the last thing I want to bring up is some responses or 18 amazing... This says this 18 amazing responses to why um, you're single. But I just say, um, just just tell them, you know, not everybody can handle your fabulousness. You know, it's like, you can't handle you too much. They, you know, shoot. You're not my speed. Maybe I'm not their speed. So it goes, um, this is uh, Huffington Post, because this article is from Huffington Post. The author is Brittany Wong. She says, um, there's just some questions that really should never be asked out loud. You know, why haven't you been finding a job? You know, um, are you and so-and-so so going to ever have kids? Why are you still single? That's why I said, I don't know why people still think it's appropriate. And I know it comes from your family and close friends. So I don't know why anybody, you know. But also, you might just meet somebody in a club or somebody that you're just dating and they might ask you that as well. And they don't know you like that. But at the same time, it's kind of indicative of maybe that something is wrong with you. Or it's a personal question. So somebody said, Matt Sweetwood said, because I have learned to love being alone with all the freedom and creative time it's afforded me. If someone wants to be in my life, they have to enhance my life. If not, I'll stay single. Thank you. I know, right, Mad Sweetwood? Beth Beth Ellen Vasquez says, I don't say anything. I give them a look and walk away. There are bigger things to worry about than who is sharing my bed. Exactly. Mind your business. Nikki Green Adams says, why am I still single? Because thanks to online dating, I am capped out on crazy material to add to my next book. She busy. She writing a book. Jamie Dedman. Because the ordinary people I meet bore me. That's how I am. So I'm bored to tears. I ain't never, I've been. I mean, I've been bored for a really long time. It doesn't matter how good looking. I'm, it's just things don't just be right. Except for this one time that it happened for me. It says I also love walking around wearing pajama pants on with no bra. Go Jamie. Then they got the gippies of a group of women dancing in PJs. Um, somebody says, Cause, because it's awesome, says Mark Shooting. Amanda Manda says, what's wrong with being single? That's her response. Um, so Al Corona says, well, if you could only see me before my morning coffee. Serious, low, I, seriously, though, I haven't found the woman who'll inspire me, challenge me, and make me smile at the mere thought of her. Once I do, you'll meet that unicorn. Ashley Danielle feel like me because I'm not willing to settle exclamation point basically <laughs> Melina Martin why because not everyone can handle fabulous that's right Melina they can't you know I'm kind of a big deal let me stop <laughs> Sumaya Aziz says I hear this literally almost every other day usually from people who are dear to me like I said close ones I tell them, yes, meaningful companionship is essential, but your life shouldn't be any less valuable in the absence of a relationship, and I do agree. Um, Craig Pay says, I honestly, I think honesty is the best approach to the question. I say because I've made some bad choices up to this point, I pushed away the one or the ones who would have made the great partners. At the time, at my core, I didn't think I deserved all the goodness they offered. Now, that's an honest answer. You know, if you if you're honest, and some people can say that they might have, you know what I mean. But that's how we grow and we learn. And I'm sure now, um, Craig is um, 
looks at things differently if he's ever presented with an opportunity that resembles anything like the ones he pushed away in the past. Craig Parzinski White says, I laugh, pause, and say, do you really need to ask that question? Then I prance off and enjoy my carefree, drama-free life <laughs> while I hang out with my kids. The other person is responsible for the feelings of whims, the whims of their partners. Um, somebody said, I hate when people ask me this, why I'm not in a relationship. I usually say, I just haven't met the right guy yet. I mean, really, it's that simple. I think it's just a rude question to ask. It's two more and then um, we're, or three more and then we're done. Adam Petzold says, I am still single after being separated for just about a year now. When people ask, I say I'm focusing on myself and my son. I need to be a brother, fa- man and father before I can do anything else. Yeah, he's got himself together first. you know. But my again, it's not really anybody's business. Suzanne Renee says, I'm overqualified. Hey, boo, me too. High five over there. And then Carol Garcia says, because I haven't met anyone that feels better than my solitude. That's deep. And that's true. I mean, for some, uh, you know, and that's it, guys. That's all I got for today for while you single. Also, I meant to say this in the Lord forgive me. Uh, there's an Amber Alert out now for a young lady named Nice Nancy Umana Vasquez here in New York. Um, she is five feet tall, 110 pounds, white, um, white descent or Caucasian descent. She have black hair, brown eyes. She was last seen with, um, White pants on, a yellow shirt, a gray jacket, and black sneakers. She's from Hempstead, New York. That's in Long Island. And she was last seen uh, 7 p.m. on Henry Street on the 17th, which was yesterday. So the um, Amber Alert came in on my phone, but unfortunately, it didn't give me the information. I just went online to look it up. So I don't know. If you're in the New York State area, it's also coming out for New Jersey and Connecticut. Nancy Umana Vasquez. I don't have a picture. I'm going to see if I can find one. i put it on the IG. 11 years old. Okay. The um, young white Caucasian female. Five feet tall, 110 pounds. Okay, black eyes. No, brown eyes, black hair. All right? So look that up on the thing if you... Or you might have just got it on your phone. If you don't have the alerts on your phone, you should. It's good to have. You know, I feel like, um, you know, they're all our children. It takes a village to raise a child. Now, on that note, if you want to get in touch with me, you can reach me at the Fire Child for President at PetLover.com. You can also reach me on the Grand Fire Chapo and Twitter, Fire Chapo. And I will be back a little later. Or tonight or tomorrow with another episode. Enjoy the rest of your day. Be good.